Hey, y'all out there. This is Bo Billingsley, the voice of Jet Black and the Fourth Raikage. You're listening to The Night Nerd. Stay tuned because all kinds of good things will be happening. Welcome to the Night Nerd Podcast. I'm your host, Lance. It's Thursday, so we're going to talk some history. Uh, before we do, I want to take a moment. I It was brought to my attention that our last few tracks, our last few episodes, sounded like I was in a tunnel or stuck in a well. I, I apologize. Um, they sounded fine like when I edited and mixed them and stuff, and I don't know, somewhere along the way, it, it happened. Uh, fat Fingers probably clicked the wrong button. But it's, I'm sorry, it's what I do. This one I have tried and tested and tested and retested. And hopefully this sounds just fine. So thanks for bearing with us with that little snafu. And thanks to John for uh, pointing it out to me and letting me know about it. I totally, you know, I don't hear everything. And in today's world, in the joys of technology and stuff, um, stuff happens. So... I, I'm, I'll admit when there was a mistake made. So hopefully this one sounds good and everything. But back to the show. So we're talking history today. This weekend would have been the Kentucky Derby. And as such, we've been talking horses all week. Well, I thought today we would actually talk about the history and some of the mythos and awe around the Kentucky Derby and, and what it is. It So... It's a horse race, if you hadn't picked up on that by this point. But it's also one of the longest-running events in American history. It started back in 1875, and it's it's been going. You know, I, In your Triple Crown, which we'll talk a little bit more about later, the other two races took hiatuses in 90, 1891 to 1893 and 1911 to 1912. But the Kentucky Derby didn't. And during the Great Depression and World Wars, the Olympics, as we talked about a few weeks ago, and most sports took breaks, but not the Kentucky Derby. So there has been, um, if you're doing the math at home, that's 145 Kentucky Derbies. This year is going to be 146. Like I said, I don't, I don't think they'll cancel it, but they did postpone it. Uh, right now, the tentative date is September 5th. So we'll see. The Kentucky Derby is called the most exciting two minutes in sports because usually the race time lasts about two minutes. Now, sometimes it's less. But before we get to all the records and everything, let's talk about where it came from and, and what it is. So back in 1872, Colonel Meriwether Lewis Clark Jr., which if you're like, wait a minute, I know that name. Yeah, it's because he's the grandson of William Clark of Lewis and Clark, who did all the exploring of America and stuff. So it already has a pretty Americanized pedigree to it, which is kind of neat. Well, he traveled to England where they had the Derby. It's the Derby Stakes, but everybody just calls it the Derby. And he was really impressed that in that race has been going on since 1780. 
And after that, he kind of went on a little European tour, went to Paris, and found the French Jockey Club. And that that had been around since 1863, so not super long. And this French Jockey Club had organized this Grand Prix de Paris, which was, you know, the big horse race at the time. So Junior comes back. I feel weird calling Meriwether Lewis um, or Clark, so we're just going to call him Junior. He comes back to Kentucky, his old Kentucky home, and he makes the Louisville Jockey Club, you know, uh, horse owners, racers, jockeys, everything, to raise money to build a nice racetrack for the horses and stuff. And they would, you know, finally reach their goal and they would build this track. Now, this track is now known, we call it the Churchill Downs because John and Henry Churchill were the ones who provided the land for the racetrack. But even though, like, that's what we know it as now, it was not uh, originally there. And fun little fact. John and Henry were actually the uncles of old Junior. So kept it in in the family, I guess, which is kind of cool. Um, so they they had this racetrack. And like I said, we, we officially, it officially became the Churchill Downs in 1937. Because, you know, everything has to have some kind of official thing to it. And for the first little bit, the Kentucky Derby was ran at one and a half miles which is 12 furlongs and a furlong if if you didn't know which uh, a lot of people don't it's one eighth of a mile and they they're used to i mean it, it kind of depends on where you get it from but the origin is supposed to be the like the length of a field when you're plowing and, and all these things. Um, so many different things. 660 feet, 220 yards, 40 rods, 10 chains, 200 meters. Uh, it's it's not a thing that we use a lot. So that that's okay that if you didn't know what it meant. But that was the same as the Derby over in England. Well, in 1896, they updated it because, you know, here in America, we can't, we, we got to have our own version of things. And they cut it down to 10 furlongs, which is one and a quarter miles, about two kilometers. Um, and that was what they decided to do. But the very first Kentucky Derby took place in 1875. And nowadays we think there's a little over 10,000 people there. 15 horses raced. And the winner of the first derby was Oliver Lewis, an African-American jockey riding on a horse named Aristides. So that was really, really big. Because even, you know, 1875 race relations weren't super great. So that's, that's pretty cool. And he would actually go on to get second place in the Belmont Stakes. So that, you know, even at the very first, there's always this all, you know, a lot of hype around the really good horses. So 
They went on and uh, they did okay, but they weren't making money. So in 1894, you know, it's about 20, almost 20 years later, there was a, a new Louisville Jockey Club and they were going to buy it out and everything. And in 1902, Colonel Matt Wynn got together a bunch of businessmen and everything and they took over the Kentucky Derby and it did great, absolutely great. And as as it kept going, you know, this is when you saw more um, of the the other races, the Preakness Stakes and the Belmont Stakes, which we now know as the the Triple Crown. In 1919, Sir Barton was the first horse to win all three, but they didn't call it the Triple Crown until um, 1930, and that's when Gallant Fox won. And the thing about Triple Crown is there's only been, um, I think it's like 15-ish winners to ever ever win it. Um, and so that's pretty impressive, you know, something that's been going on this, this long. And uh, it's hard to do. Because, like I said, you have to win these. Now, something interesting, all these races we're talking about, they're what they call a grade one stakes race. And I want to take a minute to talk about these grade one stakes race. I thought this was something like super prestigious. Actually, it's really not. There are dozens and dozens of these races that are grade one. All they have to do is the purse has to be at least... $300,000, which, to put that in perspective, um, the Kentucky Derby itself is a $3 million prize, and it's not even the biggest prize. So that, yeah. It has to run for at least two years under the same conditions. And the conditions mean... Okay, all of our horses are going to be like this. You know, it, the restrictions uh, can only be restricted by age and sex of the horses. And they have to have drug testing after the race. Um, and then there's certain drugs that they can and can't use that the horses, you know, can test positive for. So it's really a pretty vague title. And there's, like I said, so many ones that I've never even heard of all these races I've never heard of like the Alfred G Vanderbilt handicap in Saratoga. Um, okay. That's, that's one. I don't know. It's just really kind of crazy when you look at all of it, um, how it all breaks down, but triple crown. So that was the second triple crown was in 1930. And, this is really, people started to pay more and more attention to it because it's like, oh my gosh, is this horse going to win it all? And we still do that to this day. People who don't know anything or care anything about horse racing normally, if there's going to be a triple crown winner, they get on board and decide, all right, let's, let's do this. And it was around this time that we got the first broadcast of it. So in 1925, it was the first live radio broadcast that was on in Chicago. And then in 1949, the first television coverage took place, which was in Louisville. And then a few years later, in 52, the first national coverage 
was there. So that that's pretty neat. Uh, I wanted to preface with those grade one races, and those are modern standards what they what they require. Obviously, back then they didn't have to have that much, but in 1954, the purse was over a hundred thousand dollars for the first time, and in 1968, you had a huge first, and that was when Dancer's Image was the first horse like won the race, but then became disqualified because. After the race, they did the urine test and everything. Days later, it came back that he had this drug in the system, a painkiller drug. So there was this whole legal battle and everything, and they lost. And this other horse named Forward Pass became the, the winner. And way down the road, they changed it to where okay, this drug, it's legal. They can, they can do that. And that, that's pretty neat. Um, another first for the Kentucky Derby was in 1970 when Diane Crump became the first female jockey to ride. That, that's super impressive. Uh, you know, 1970, yeah, it took a while, you know, almost 100 years. But, hey, you know, she still got there and did it and that, that's really, really awesome. Uh, I think that, though, is going to be where we're going to stop the show for today. Tomorrow, we'll break down the second half of the history of the Kentucky Derby and some of the uh, records and things that it's had. And it's just, I, I'm really excited. Like I said, I, I usually watch the Kentucky Derby, but learning more about it has been a lot of fun. So that's going to do it for us today. Make sure you look us up on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. We're everywhere. We're out there. Just look for The Night Nerd. I would love to talk to you. Uh, Email me, nightnerd at thenightnerd.com. But otherwise, thank you all so much for listening. My name is Lance, and we will see you next time. Wild horse is just